Etiwi no mai hoki mai no ki te ahika kotanerotutetene kiora tato kato. We are Rokoa proud tonight with an athlete and a musician. In our weekly international arts festival update this week, Fari Hokawano has a word for some of you, and these are his words: Kapa junkies. Have you ever wondered about the challenges our Māori athletes face at top-level sport? A former Wallaby and the 2006 recipient of the Tuwhare Tour Junior Sportsman Award, Leroy Houston, joins us. Philip Rhodes entered the world of opera via karaoke and a bar in Flaxmere. Tonight he takes on a major role in an opera, debuting at the Opera House in Wellington in The Trial of the Cannibal Dog. We catch up with him. Tamatū Tamaora is a celebration of Māori protest and features tonight with interviews with performers Kimo Winniata, Minaripia and Kevin Hortu. I'm in the festival offices of the New Zealand International Festival of Arts in Wellington, sitting in a room looking out on the Michael Fowler Centre, and I'm with Fari Huka Wano. Kia ora, Fari. Denakwe marate na kautoeteiwi. Fari is going to be giving us um, updates every week on the program for Kaupapa Māori during the festival. How did it go last week? There was a pōhini. Yeah, um, we had the dawn ceremony, which is pretty much traditional for the, the um, launch or the opening of the International Arts Festival. It was um, just in front of the, the, um, the, the Pacific Blue Festival Club there on Frank Kitts Park. Yeah, it was a lovely morning. We were lucky to have very, very um, settled weather and the harbour. Um, all you Wellingtonians know the, know the beauty of a harbour on a, on, on a very settled morning. And... Um, we welcomed about 100 of the international artists as part of that dawn ceremony. It was led by Sam Jackson and his wife June, and of course um, had great support from um, Te Papa, Hema Temara, and, um, and also the Ngāti Pōneke crew with Bill Nathan and Puti Maki and, um, and that crew that came in to support our festival team that welcomed them in. Now, I've spoken with a number of the artists, international artists, that have been... Um, you know, just have never been welcomed in that way, obviously. But also, it's helped them to help to settle them, which was the purpose of it. And it's really inspired them in terms of being here in New Zealand, Aotearoa, and the work that they're doing in, in the different um, on the different stages. Yeah, because you can't help but notice when you're walking around Wellington, you're hearing all these different accents, and obviously seeing people that aren't from Aotearoa. <laughs> yeah, look, I've, I, you know, the, the beauty of this role, and I'm and I'm forever honoured to be involved in this sort of festival, is that I, I get. A, a chance to to pop into a few of the shows. Um, I went in to see um, um, the Lindbergh and uh, Seven Deadly Sinners um, opera on the first night. Now I'm not a great opera fan, but I certainly was. In, was it just blew me away? Aye. Uh, it was something you know, particularly the Seven Deadly Sinners because it's quite, it's quite a, apart from the the, the the lead opera singer who who, who was just amazing. Um, there was also a lot of movement in terms of the choreography, and you had a you had some really amazing dancers and um, strutting these stuff too. Uh, circus here, Circusi, which is the green tent down there by the boat shed and and the brewery there. Um, theatrical theatre at its best. <laughs> um, just amazing what that guy gets up to. And it's a solo performance. Isn't solo it? performance. So uh, apart from the you know obviously developing and working the Māori program, um, it's it's great to be able to get and I and I really encourage our well our our, our audience. Uh, Māori, non-Māori, to to get into seeing some of these international um, artists. In fact, uh, you know, for all you kapa junkies out there, 
I checked out some, I, you know, I'm sure you can steal some choreography, whakaeke, whakawate moves from some of these um, these dancers because they do some pretty clever things. Uh, but in terms of the Māori program, um, we've been re- rehearsing Tamatū Tamaura this, this week, and of course we had um, you know, very two, two very successful nights um, in the Pacific um, Blue Festival Club, really pleased with, with the work that Kevin Hotu and Minaripia did in bringing that production together. Um, it you know it was it was hard in terms of them being working people. We had a cast of about thirteen, including some tamariki. So Kevin and, and Mina did a great job, and and just it was about celebrating a period in our history, the seventies, eighties, nineties, the Renaissance period, if you like. And um, you know the songs that you know toe tapping songs like um, Marangakia and all across the world and Kiamoda, French letter. They've got great tunes and people remember them, but it's also the co-popper that they carry within the words. So that's been going on. Uh, the Trial of the Cannibal Dog, of course, begins this, this very evening. And um, they've been rehearsing in full of rehearsals. Um, Philip Rhodes has, um, you know, he's had, had a little bit of time where he was, was, um, had some issues in terms of a, a sore throat, but he's come right through that. Deborah White couple here, what a, what a, what a woman that woman is. She's, uh, you know, again, I'm not a great opera person, but the trial of the cannibal dogs with her playing one of the leads, her facial and her singing ability has just blow, have blown me away. And Mere Boynton and Taina Moitara. Uh, Mere is well known to the scene you know, here in Wellington. She's a multi-talented lady. So, you know, if you, it, it's an interesting opera around, uh, the, you know, Captain Cook and his deeds and his relationship with his wife that he probably saw very briefly like maybe once every four years and her loneliness um, alongside his his travelling around the world so that, those have been the main productions but um, we've got um, uh, we've also had uh, the, we, we opened um, with um, Te Karakia opened in um, at Downstage Theatre on Wednesday night now they've, that production has uh, there's been a lot of time and effort um, you know, I'm here to firstly to Albert in terms of the story, Albert Bowes, uh, but also um, you know, quite a, what, a, what a great cast of uh, Miriam McDowell, the beautiful Miriam McDowell, mm-hmm. um, Mark Rooker and Calvin Tutel, but also a, um, the whole cast really. And um, you know, Takirua have, got, have done a great job. We've got strange resting places coming up this week in Otaki, and you know, I, I know everybody's saying, well, "Why is it in Otaki?" <laughs> Otaki is a pretty cool place at Dewi, and it's important that the festival supports productions out into the regions. And this production is is a must see, and if it means travelling an hour up the road to Otaki, I hear they got some great cafes up there, folks. First weeks down, down and dusted. Had some pretty hectic days. I think we, we lost the productions. Uh, three sisters, the Rus- Russian crew, um, had to pull out of a show on, on Monday night. Um, that um, has never really happened in their history. And um, because of four of the actors going down with 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 bad um, stomach complaints, and so it really unsettled the office and unsettled people. We've had refunds and and people changing nights, and but those that's what the festival's all about at Um I hope you're like what I say. There's a whole lot of stranger languages being spoken around the um, around the, the central Wellington area. The internationals love loving Wellington, love loving the people, and um, you know if you hear some of those strange voices, go and say hello. Kia ora whare. We'll hear more from him next week. And there's more on Tamatū Tamaora later in the show. 
One of the more interesting offerings at the Festival of the Arts is the opera Trial of the Cannibal Dog. Philip Rhodes' Nonatiawa Nati Kahununu entered the opera world relatively late at the age of 21. Though some would argue life experience and allowing the settling of your voice occurs only when matured. Even so, in 2007, Philip took out the Lexus Songquest and impressed a certain someone who always tends to make headlines these days, being perhaps less than complimentary about some up-and-coming younger singers. Rose acknowledges her as influencing his entry into the Cardiff International Academy of Voice, where he is currently based. Uh, kia ora, I'm Philip Rhodes. Uh, I'm playing the chief in the trial of the cannibal dog. Uh, it's, a, it's a challenge that uh, I've, I've taken up over the last sort of couple of months to, to learn. It's been a difficult, difficult, difficult part, but I'm really looking forward to uh, opening. Now, there's a the trial of the cannibal dog is based on Anne Simon's book, the trial of the cannibal dog, yep. which looked at um, Cook's journeys and his experience of Hawaii, yep. and specifically a. Although yep. Aotearoa does get mentioned, yeah, in his yeah. Basically, what we've picked up is his uh, journey through to the Pacific and uh, and the the eventual sort of demise of Cook and his and his crew, um, uh, Cook's Cook's uh, sort of driven to the edge and. Uh, and uh, he goes a bit bit nuts, and uh, and we're basically focusing. The opera is focusing on that aspect of of his journeys. So um, you know, it's a it's almost that nightmare phase that uh, you know, in any sort of sickness, and and in Cook's case, delirium. Uh, we're looking at um, at bringing that that madness out. So. Hopefully we achieve that. Is that always good fodder for opera, focusing on the madness? It's not typical, you know. His, I mean, it's become it's become a popular thing. People, composers like John Adams, you know, focusing on on uh, 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 a history of one person in particular. I mean, it's not. Uh, I remember studying history at high school. I'd never had much fun, and uh, you know, looking at one person's journey through life, and and of course, history is always one person's story. Um, Anne's done a good job at taking a lot of aspects of the story, but uh, when you've got to compress it into an hour and a half in an opera or, or two hours, you, you lose a lot of those aspects. And and um, what we're what hopefully we will achieve is that uh, you'll get to see the different aspects of of the Maori chiefs and the Tahitian queen and and Cook's stories. Uh, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult process and. We just hope that we we get a little bit of uh, linear story mm-hmm. in there for for people to understand. Now there's um there's a there's a strong Māori crew in this um yeah in the opera. There's yourself. You're playing one of the rangatira. Yep, yeah. Um, uh, Deborah Waikapohi who's an amazing performer, an amazing singer, and a beautiful Māori woman. Um, she plays the queen, and and rightly so, I guess. <laughs> uh, everything about her demeanour implies that she should probably be a queen. Um, but uh, she, um, I mean, in this in this uh, opera, she really gets an opportunity to to explore um, more of the talent she has with her ability to perform and and sing. Uh, opera, in general, probably doesn't give you much scope to to um, move around as much and show that you can move and show that you can still boogie like real Maoris and. Uh, <laughs> And also, um, Mere Boynton, um, she's uh, <clears throat> she's an amazing performer, and and uh, she's she's playing one of the dogs in this, and and 
I think, thank goodness, a wee bit. She was involved with all the workshops, and she has an energy that I don't think anyone else could have could have matched. Um, and uh, also, um, a, a, a boy I've just met, Tana, uh, oh, I forget his name, forgive me, brother, your last name, but he, um, you know, he's a, an amazing performer. Uh, really got a lot of heart and a lot of sincerity which which on stage you don't come across often you know someone who's just sincere and can de- deliver a line as though they're speaking to you every day um and that's that's really nice so so i'm enjoying i'm enjoying the brothers and sisters around me it's nice so how does it feel philip to be playing a role that's that's centered and being maori i mean you're maori yeah often um you know, mini opera. You're a French count. Yeah, yeah. You're an yeah. Italian professor. You're yeah. a blah blah blah. But now you're actually playing a role yeah. that's centered in your own culture. Well, to be honest, um, I've well, I've never thought of myself as being Maori and and all of that. Um, it's 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 come become more aware of me through playing these other roles. That oh, well, I'm I'm a full on Maori and all my humour is Maori and all my everything I do is Maori and and I think in a lot of ways that's actually endearing to the people I, I work with, the directors, you know. They like that uh um ability and the confidence to just get up and, and perform and, and there's something in I believe in Polynesian people that that have a performance bug that's just something a little bit different to seeing other people perform and um there's uh, a relaxed state. It's almost, uh, well, I don't want to use the word lazy, but it's almost when you watch them, you think, gee, they're, they're just being lazy, but it's so en- it's so enthralling and entertaining. And, um, uh, you know, that that relaxed thing we can we can conjure up on stage, and, and that is, I think, ap- appealing to, to people we work with, and, and that's kind of what's getting me through, you know, being a French count or whatever, you know, that point of difference and... And uh, they have to be extreme characters on stage when you know in anything you you have to you have to have a heightened level of reality and um, and it it certainly helps to to have grown up where I've grown up in a Maori culture where you know uh, everyone's the center of attention and and you better be a bigger center in order <laughs> to be heard so um so you know and it's nice to be playing a chief it's it's actually quite difficult to get a heightened sense of you know of of the chief in this show because everything is so extreme you know there's we haven't even seen what the lights are going to be like yet and the projections that are happening but um it's going to be hard to get above that and and that's really when i get on stage that's what i want to be i want to be above everything else i want it you know i want to stand out um not to the detriment of detriment of anyone else but for me uh uh I want to be recognised and I want to be seen on stage and and uh, and well, the chief is the perfect vehicle, I guess. And uh, well, I'll, I'll do my best to make sure that he, he screams at everyone. Now, this is a piece that was commissioned specifically for the festival. Yeah. So, how much preparation time have you had and the crew to get ready for the role? Yeah. Uh, well, we I remember I got called into the workshops uh, probably last. June, I, I think it may have been, um, and and then again in November, uh, um, and from sort of November through to December, the the writings continued from from Matthew, and he's done a a, a great job of putting a, a heck of a lot of music together, and and um, that's Matthew Matthew Sutter, who's who's the uh, composer of the piece, um, 
and and also John Downey, who's had to write the libretto. Um, they've they've done a a lot of work between sort of November and December to get a full opera written. And um, uh, unfortunately, because I've been away in Cardiff studying, I hadn't had a lot of time between December and now to to get a lot of the work under my belt. But but um, there's been a a, a lot of uh, Grace is given to to make sure that you know everyone's comfortable in doing what they're doing and arriving and and you know still there was new music on day of arrival and people have been issued new music as the show goes on and that's just to um, not so much because I think it didn't work but just to make sure that it really does work and and that uh, all elements of um, things being still difficult on the night are, are removed and uh, I think that's what we've tried to achieve and, and I think after. You, after uh, Tuesday's rehearsal, that uh, it really showed that that's what's happened. You know, uh, everything's sticking together, and we're telling a story now, and not just a, a whole bunch of uh, tableaus, which, um, which you know, I think never really works in theatre. It's not something I particularly enjoy, and uh, yeah, we're, we're getting a story across now, which is hopefully what people want to see. So, Philip, if I was to pass you on the street, I think you're a league player. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I did play a lot of rugby. I've, I've given it up, but uh, most people now probably think I'm a pasta reader and nothing else. But <laughs> uh, I put on a bit of weight since singing opera. Um, uh, it's you need uh, to be physically strong, though, don't you? Ah, uh, yeah, you do. Um, you do have to remove that from the way you sing, but you do ha- you do have to look fit. And you you know, gone are the days when. Uh, you could be a 20-stone sort of tenor and, and waddle on stage and sing, I think. Um, it's certainly the case since being in Cardiff. You know, a lot of lot of the um, people I'm singing with in, in the course that, that I'm on, um, the International Academy of Voice there, are, are all very, very skinny people, and I feel, I feel like I'm overweight, and, you know, um, I'm, I'm not, but but I certainly feel it, you know, mm. sort of a sort of two, two widths across... Uh, uh, against any of the other people I sing with um, which isn't a bad thing you know I, I stand out and and it'll give me give me a good standing when I play the, the villainous character you know to be <laughs> to be a quite a bit bigger and broader you know we're broad people in the sense anyway so to be to be uh, bigger and more imposing is is a good thing I guess but uh, yeah, I've, I've do, do got to shake this rugby image that I seem to carry around. <laughs> now, I do understand that in this week leading up to the trial of the cannibal dog, you've had a little bit of, you've been a little bit sick. Yeah. You've had tonsillitis. This is certainly the worst I've ever felt. Um, I've, you know, I haven't experienced tonsillitis before and um, you know, I've been on antibiotics from pretty much from the day I arrived and... Um, uh, and it's certainly no fun. I mean, the voice is the voice is what I depend on, and and basically, if I can compare it to a sprinter, it'd be like me trying to run a hundred meter race with a torn Achilles. You know, it's sort of you get you you get two steps down the track, and you you know you can't stop, so you hobble away. You know, um, and that's why that's how it's been for the last ten days. And and, and thank thank goodness I'm coming right, and uh, you know I'll be feeling I'll be feeling fighting fit by. By opening night. You know, I always marvel at how um, <clears throat> opera singers, you know, you have to, like you said, be really overextend yourself in your expressions. So you have to be an actor, yeah. and then you've got to be pumping out a waiata a minute yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that takes a lot of stamina. Yeah, that, I mean, you, I, 
I've been pretty knackered after shows, and um, I, th- I guess the hardest thing about opera is, is uh, when you finish the show, it, it ain't over, you know. You're expected to go and socialise with people, and and when you're absolutely stuffed, that's the hardest thing. That's mm. that's probably probably the most acting I do in a night to act as though I'm still, you know, very interested in what people are saying. And, and you know, I am interested, but in the same token, I just want to I just want to go to bed. I want to get out of here and and relax and wind down because it takes a long time. After all, the adrenaline's been flowing through the body, and um, it takes a long time to wind down. And that's all you really want to do after a show. Um, not like not like back in the day when you play rugby and all you want to do is go out and hit the booze or yeah. whatever you know but uh you're mentally drained and 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 some parts emotionally sort of you know you've left quite a bit out on the stage and and you just want to just want to rest and perhaps reflect and and not so much sort of talk about some other singer that they heard doing something or or, or things like that so yeah it's it is tiring work I'd encourage everyone to uh, come down and see the Trial of the Cannibal Dog, part of, part of the New Zealand Arts Festival. Get down, get your tickets and, and get in and see it. That was Philip Rhodes, no Ngāti Kahununu, me Ngāti Hoki. And we'll be back with Philip later on this year to see how he's getting on. Take a look at his Bebo page, that's bebo.com forward slash Philip Rhodes Opera. That's one word. They're classics, wieter that transformed a nation. Sung during hikoi, sung meandering along on a horse in the bush. And while these wieter may not have necessarily transferred over into Te Ao Pākehā, from Kohangareo to Pākeke, Māori around the motu are familiar with the tunes. My mate Mariah was at the dress rehearsal of Tamatu Tamaora, a showcase of Māori protest wieta from the 1970s through to the 1990s. Earlier this week, she spoke to Kimo Waniata, Menaripia, and Kevin Hortu. Kia ora, me kira e toru a kuwaka, ko tainui, ko te aroa, ko mātātua o kuwaka, ki te taho tainui, me ki ko ngā tiraukau te au ki te tonga, ko ngā titoa rangatira o kuiwi, ki te taho te aroa, me kira ko te aroa tonu te iwi, ko ngā tifakau e te hapu, i roto i a mātātua, Ko ngā te awa te iwi Nā reira tēnei a Kimo Winiata E mihikau atu nei ki a koutou katoa E pāna ki ngā waiata Kua whakaritia hei waiata ma mātou ai Koe nei ngā waiata i rongo iau e tamariki ana Iau e tupu ana Koe e tino ngākau nui ana ki te nui O meki ki te katoa o ngā waiata Ka waiata hia nei e mātou I te wā i rongo au a mai a Kevin Kuhia te tehi o ngā kaiwhakahaere ki ki mai a hokitaku hei a kia waiata koe he wahanga o maranga ake ai ko tērā te tehi waiata kāre he waiata i tua atu i tērā no eira i he honere nui tēnei mōku te whai wahanga ki te waiata tahi ki o rātau taha me era waiata era waiata i whakairo i tēra Mō mātau i tēnei wā, reira. Taku honore nui. So, have these waiata fed into your own musical, your musical taste and when you were in iwi? Well, when you founded and formed iwi? Me ki ko te nuinga o enei waiata, tērā pēr, 
ko te mea nui i noho hei tauira mō mātou ko ngā kaupapa. Koera mm. I, I, I kite, koera te mea i ngā kau nui mm. uh, i reira ka, ka noho uh, era waiata hei tauira mā mātou ai. Nō reira ko ngā rōpū pēna i Aotearoa, mm. um, i a black cats, mm. i a bad boys, i a tauira tonu, e rāmo mō rōpū ai kāre kore i noho hei tauira mō moku mo mātou a uh, ana ka uru atu o rātou wairua uh, ki rotu i a mātou wai atau. Ka koena te, te pōhehe, koena te tūmana ko ingari, ai, koera ngā tino wai atau i āwhina i, I tohu tohu i arahi i, I au i rotu i ngā mahi uh, ki te taho iwi. Um, yeah, yeah. Kāre kore. Singing in te reo, is that a political statement in itself? Nō reira iau e tupuake ana i rotu i era āhuatanga um, e hara i te mea he mea nui ki te waiata i rotu i te reo Māori, i rotu i te reo Pākea rānei yeah. Nō reira uh, ki etehi ai he, he mea porotiki, ingari kiau nei kau, kuena, kuena te oronga I, I te wai i pēnei a te māngai pāho i ngā taua mua ka ki rātou mea mea ka hiehie koe he pūtea turu mano uh, mano tāra um, anei ngā here me reo Māori i whakaro mātou e hara era i te here <laughs> ne, he, he, he mea whakanui mm. uh, nui kuena tō mātou um, he, he, kia āhei a, a tātou tamariki i rotu i ngā kura i rotu i ngā kohanga reo uh, te kori kori ki te taho ngā waiata Māori kuena tā mātou he āwhina uh, he koha ki te ao ki te puna waiata mm. Do you think as a Māori artist that you have a responsibility to the Māori community? to be political, to be active and your to be conscious. Um yeah, well e, e partai pai tera. E mm. Partai pai ke um kione ai. Ai. Ai, ko ngatangata me me kaua titehi tangata um miki rongo nui pe e po hehe um e haratera i te mahi me fai ia ara me noho tawira. Uh, me kōrero i te kōrero, me hikoi i te hikoi. Ne, no te mea, um, kua rua tātou e, e noho pēhi ana, um, ko ngā wāhi e, e, e tai ai e tātou te whakanui, te whakapāho i tērā kaupapa, uh, me mahi, no reira kiau nei, ai, um, mehe me kei a koe tērā tūranga, me kaha koe te whakamōhio ki tō iwi, te āwhina i tō iwi, uh, Kia oho rātou ki ngā take reo, ngā take o te whenua, ngā take e pāne ki a tāua te Māori. Because it was iwi, you know, iwi before we kiwi. E tika ana, um, ko te, te tehi o ngā whainga o iwi, um, tuatahi ko te whakanui i te reo Māori. Tuarua uh, ko te whāngai i ngā kaupapa hei āwhina i tō tātou iwi. I kona ka whakaru o ko te nuinga o te iwi Māori, kāre mōhio ki te kōrero Māori, kāre mārama ki te reo Māori. Nō reira, me pēwhe e whāngai i era kaupapa ki a rātou, nō te mea ko, ko, ko rātou kē, te hunga kei te ngaro. Uh, I kona i whakai kia tito i tehi waiata i te kupu pākea hoki nei he kaupapa tōna. Uh, nō reira, i koena te tehi o ngā tino whāinga o iwi, te whakanui te reo Māori me te whakanui ngā kaupapa hei āwhina i te iwi, me me reo Māori, reo Pākea, engari me ū tonu ki te kaupapa. <laughs> <laughs> so here you are, revisiting waiata that you know, we grew up with, that political waiata. 
how does that fit in with um, current musical uh, tastes for our, our tamariki in terms of, you know, pussycat dolls? Yeah, marama. Yeah, marama. Um, yeah, ko te mate, te te mate, um, ko e nei waiata mo te hunga a kei roto no, a kei roto ke i te ao Māori. Ko a tātou tamariki, me ki i roto i te wharekura i roto i ngā kura kaupapa Māori, ka rongo i enei waiata, ahakoa ka pai ake ki a rātou ngā korikori a te Pusikei Taos, a Snoopma, um, i te mutunga iho ka rata rātou ki te kaupapa. Mm-hmm. Ka, ka rongo rātou i te wairua o, o te whawhai, uh, i reira ka, ka kite he hononga a ka timata rātou uh, ki te rata, ka, ka pai ki te taringa nā te kaupapa pe kaua, kaua nā ngā pao, pao me ngā bum 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 mm. um, engari mā te kaupapa uh, e rata ai a tātou rangatahi mm. In the line-up for Tamatū Tamora there's yourself Karu mūhi o ki rātou Nā, 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 I te wā i, I, I tono au um, i noho whakaiti I roto i taku rōpu a iwi ko au ke he, he, he kai hātere, he, he BV, ki te tau o, 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 o taku lead vocal. <laughs> and I, I taku tainga mai konei ka kite au i nei momo, pēnei a Tony Huata, i a Conrad Noema, pēnei Tony hoki a Mina. Whakaroe, au, kei tāhau ki konei, harau i te kaukāre au i rongo nui mo te waiata, <laughs> rongo nui ki au mo te kōrero paki. <laughs> Engari, um, I, I wero nui tēnei moku. Uh, ko te mea nui, ka, ka tai au te, te pupuru i te rangi. Uh, engari, uh, meheme ka u tonu au ki, ki ngā mahi uh, e, e tikana moku o, o ko te tubanako ka e, e kore au e hinga, e kore te kaupapa e hinga. Nah, nah, he honore nui, ai, he honore nui ki te waiata ki, ki te tahau e nei tāngata. Rātou kua whakahuatia nei, pēnei hoki i ngā tāngata, kei rotu i te pēnei, ya Kevin ma, ya Elliot ma, ko rātou ngā pukenga because I'm guessing Kimo, this is that this is going to go off in the tent our whanau when this you know when they start hearing this I'll be asking the be calls for a bit of a tour around the motu <laughs> wow wow i i i i whakaaro au he oh jeez tika koe tika koe ko te tumana ko ka pēnei kia ora anō e rā waiata harai te me kia whai huru huru au engari kia Kia ora anō e nei waiata, kia rungo anō e nei waiata ki ngā tōpito e whā o te motu koe nā taku i tūmanako. A ki te kore uh, e hua pēna te moemoia o kei te pai, ko te mea nui, a kua tū tēnei kaupapa, kua rungo anō e nei waiata e waiata hiana. Taku, taku whaka mihi hoki ki, ki tō tātou Judge Joe Williams au. <laughs> Kui a te tangata te tirohi, tirohi ki ai ai nai nei. Kei te eke, kei te eke. Kia ora. Uh, ko waia hau, ko a hau, ko wai No uh, ngā uh, te tai tokerau a hau Te taha tōku uh, pāpa No ngāti kahununu te taha o tōku mama Kia ora Ko mina ripi a taku ingoa Kia ora mina Kia ora Tamatū tama ora Collaboration of uh, pretty well established Māori artists in the scene There's yourself, Tony Huata uh, Kimo Winniata, and then we're look at, looking down another generation. There's Ria Hall. 
I, I, And then I, we're going even further yes. down to Tamariki from Te Kura Kaupapa. I, yeah, Te Kura um, Māori o Porirua. And also we've been very fortunate to um, involve Conrad Noema from Maya, and uh, he's also known as Kina. So he's also a part of the, the ropu that's going to um, bring life again to these waiata that we have grown up listening to. I mean, you know, waiata that 20 years ago were released into the world and are still relevant, um, kaupapa-wise, I think, personally. They get hauled out at every hikoi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're high, on high rotate and songs that if everyone should know and if not there will be a generation and a, and a people and an audience that will, will go wow you know who have never heard of this music that has been influential for um, our upbringing as Māori people and, and I think people of Aotearoa really at the end of the day that you know we, it may be a song in, in Pākehā but the kaupapa is, is still relevant to today. So tell me about which one of the waiata really does it for you, really takes you back and encompasses the whole kaupapa of Māori protest. Yes. Yeah, for me that would have to be Māranga mm-hmm. Ake Ai uh, by the Ropu Aotearoa. That one for me, I mean, that was um, the first bilingual waiata to, to, I think, have a video or to be ever released into into our our world so that one has been very influential to the point that uh, for me personally I have asked Joe Williams if if Y could do a version of that song because it is the the the, the kaupapa is still relevant so we have done a Y style of maranga which is t- entirely in Te Reo Māori that will um, feature on Y's second album, which we're currently recording. And when's that album going to drop? Well, hopefully after our baby. (laughs) (laughs) And your baby's due in May. In May, so hopefully sometime this year, definitely. I mean, our priority is our peepee, being our first peepee, but um, our music has also been our child for the last 10 years, so that will come, and I think baby's going to inspire the waiata that are going to to go on this Waisikan album as well. So Maranga will feature on that for another, you know, for for ho- hopefully another hundred years. Now tell me about some of the other musicians that are featuring on Tamatu Tamaora. Well, we have um, we are being MD'd by Kevin Hotu, who's also a honorary member of Southside of Bombay, and Elliot Fuimaono is the bass player from Southside of Bombay. And, uh, and for people who don't, who aren't familiar with Southside of Bombay, the other opu that's well known for what's the time, Mr. Wolf, and all across the world, and yeah, those beautiful, influential songs. You know, I mean, everyone, like you said, they are party waiata, and the keyboard players, Andy Mafua, and he's he's um, plays for a lot of um, artists, musical artists around in uh, Wellington very great keyboard player and then we have Jason um, McMahon on drums who is who is uh, has expressed that he's never done something like this before so it's all new to him because he's come from a covers scene or singing other I mean singing other people's wayata but not kaupapa Māori music and so for him to be on this journey with us um is is a, a challenge and exciting for him. So 
So we think we've already done what we've set out to do, which is not educate but share this music with with Aotearoa. And so we have through Jason McMahon as in the know, different nations that everyone else brings yeah, to the project Nera. Yeah, because we have Samoan, Elliot and Andy are of Samoan Māori descent and and um, Jason is Irish and you know and then we've got the Kuda Kopa, uh, Kuda Māori or Porirua who have you know uh, are a generation that is are still they they are our future so it, it it's uh, it, you know it's exciting it's exciting so I, so tell me, what are they doing? What are the what are the tamariki from the kura? What's their involvement? Well, in they the are actually um, guest artists. Also, they're going to feature in the show, and they are going to um, give life to three waiata also. And so, yeah, don't want to give away too much, <laughs> but you need to come and check it out because they are the future of. Um, for Māori music, you know, and, and I know, you know, my niece, she's 11, and she's she's passionate. This is what she wants to do. She wants to tour the world like Auntie Minna and Uncle Marka and, you know, and sing in Te Reo Māori. And so they're, they're very lucky because they've been taught it from the womb and stuff, and so it, that's exciting. And, and, yeah, we've just got a great group of... Um, from the Kura as well, who are going to be there's 20 of us all together, and then we've got all our families because you know, <laughs> yeah. Māori all the fun are becoming <laughs> so we're going. Oh, our guest list has just gone from <laughs> six to, <laughs> to can we get 40? Um, 60, not to be cheeky, <laughs> but is it possible to get 60? Yeah, no, so no, I'm excited. Now, I've seen Y perform a couple of times, and the show's always stunning, they always the kakaho. And I've noticed when we've just come, we're just, we're just outside at the moment and we've just come from inside and all the, you know, all the crew are like wearing these yeah. pretty flash clothes. Is yeah. that going to be part of the... Well, it is. It is a, it's, it's an um, influential part of the, the presenting our, our music to um, to Aotearoa or to the world is a it's it is it's kākahu because we are very creative. It's not just through our music we are creative. It's through our kākahu. It's through our it's yeah it's through the so you come and you see things that are very uniquely us and you hear things that are very u- uniquely us and it is all sort of made. F- in the group, you know, it's we're supporting Māori designers, we support Māori writers, and we support, you know, yeah, just great things. It is, isn't it? It's fantastic. So, yeah, so you're going to get a visual as well as a, as a, the karinga, right. the heart, you know. So it's that everything, because 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 we are passionate about what we do, and and that's a part of it. Is is looking the part because then you feel the part then you are the part and and that emanates to a person who maybe is from Germany they connect to that uniqueness that we have
Kia ora, my name is Kevin Hutu and I hail from Ngāpui and Tainui. Kia ora tātou katoa. Certainly there's, there's um, other challenges, i.e. simple things like, um, OK, he's got kids, I've got kids. Is it a kid zone? It has to be a kid zone. has to. For it to work, it has to. You mean like your practice area? Yes, has to. It has to. I mean, you know, I mean, we all got kids, mm. you know, so I've got to take that into consideration. I've also got to take... Now, what the kids come usually comes a partner, so, you know, it, it actually starts at home, you know, for everything. And you know what I did notice, Kevin, when you arrived today, mm. you had, um, not only did you have your instruments and other gears, mm. you also were carrying kai. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yep. then there's a kitchen here that yes. all the kai's been spread out yes. around. Yes, yep, yep. I, I try... Something like this, I mean, yeah, I've been involved in other projects. Something like this, I always try and look for the, the best place to, uh, to utilise as far as rehearsing. Has it got a kitchen? First, first and foremost, has it got a kitchen? Why? It keeps everybody happy. Yeah? It, it does. It really keeps everybody happy. If you get money heady, you can direct them into the kitchen and let somebody else you know, feed them while you get on with your job and stuff like that. So, um, and, and the location, you know, the location has to be friendly you know, around, um, like, for Tamariki, easy access, the whole yeah, the whole works really. So, which means that you've got to know a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely, and absolutely. Pulling, pulling, pulling a couple, a couple of favours. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. And um, I must say, I'm I'm nearly out of my favours. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll see how we'll see. I'm 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 looking at at it, uh, at this um, this uh, journey, this Tamatu Tamora being a success. Um, Define what what would make it successful for you. Well, for me, I've actually come these people that um, as to the songs that we're doing, i.e. herbs, they actually dominated the seventies, and myself and the bass player were actually were actually there um, when herbs started. So Yay. yeah, so you know, I've lived that, and it's good to see it pass those songs passed down generations to the kids, to Te Kura Māori or Purirua. Mm. They're going to be performing too. And and that's what it's all about, you know. They may not know the song intimately, but they they they're going to be singing the song and hopefully um, experience something from it, you know, from today anyway. Because all all what Tamatu Tamora is is all about is, um, I suppose, the Māori nation taking uh, taking hold of their own destiny. And with all the protesting that that's happened through the seventies right until now, hey, you know, these changes that come about. My kids have a kura kōpapa to go to. Kohanga's up and running. Yeah, Māori Radio's up and running. Māori TV's up and running. So we cannot deny that um, that through the songs, well, no, through the protesting, what we call, what mainstream call protesting, these things have come about, yeah, and um, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I'm really grateful for that. And I'm grateful for being part of this, uh, yeah, Tamatū Tamora. Thank you very much. <laughs> Okay, it's half past nine on Thursday night. You've just come off stage. I'm talking with Andy Marwafoot. Yep. You were the keyboard player? Yes, keyboard and acoustic guitar. And how was that for you? Um, it was awesome. It was uh, awesome to kind of... Um, I mean, I, I, I like the chance to sort of play music that uh, you don't often get a chance to play, and I think I was quite uh, honoured when I was asked by Kevin to be part of this thing and to learn all those songs. I mean, there's so much heart and soul behind them, and... Um, so much meaning, and oh, it was just great to be part of something like that, you know. You know often so, what, Andy? You don't know the songs. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah, no, no, all, all, all those, um, 
I mean, French letter and stuff, and uh, you know, what's the time, Mr. Wolf, and um, I know, it was just all great to learn. It was just all great to learn that material and and be part of a really like a show like this. It's quite special, really. Yeah, so it's it's awesome. Really enjoyed it. And what did the vibe feel like tonight on the stage? Felt good. It felt really good. It felt really connected with um, with everybody else, and it was a good vibe. It was a good feeling vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stage is a lot mere, uh, a lot smaller than what you fellows were here today. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we we um, we uh, luckily enough we adapted uh, during setup and we got um, got our heads around it. But um, yeah, it was a bit smaller than what we thought, but it's all good. We worked it out in the end. A lot of time and effort and um, energy's gone into it uh, from everybody, and it's been. Um, it's just nice to kind of finally just get up on stage and just play these songs. Yeah. Pihi o whakaaro mō tamatū tamaora? Exceeded my expectations. Tōku whakaaro i mui tōku haere na mai tēnā pēa ka ahua pai. Nā nei, ko te tūmanako ka hoki mai hei a pōpō mō te Pāti Whaumuri. Mōhi o koe nga waiata? A te nui nga ai, ahu toko rua, toko toru pea kāreau i mōhio. Enari, ko te nui nga nga waiata. He pai. Koe tahi o nga waiata i mōhio ai. Enari, koe tahi atu, koe nga te wātua tahi kua ranona. Hi, Latimia. He pai kite kite ia rana tira Maori na e e waiata na. I mean, kare te na yahua tana e kite ai na wakatoa. Koe na noi hote wa te wa tsotahi ko kite ina manutsi ori ori ina tsu ina koro koro tsui ite wa kotahi aha kua aha hi. We, we did a lot of dancing from the waist up. <laughs> what do you think about the venue for something like this? Well, this is the stillest evening that I've ever sat in the festival tent. Um, I remember last festival, you know, it was just a gale and we wondered if the whole place was going to blow <laughs> over. But just all the storm was on stage. It was awesome. But just the, um, the energy, even just meticulous detail, the performing... I mean, I'm in love with the backing singer. She was right up the back of the stage, and she was just perfection. <laughs> Are you in love with her too? No, I'm not, actually. <laughs> this is the woman I'm in love with. <laughs> so were you familiar with the songs? Did you grow up here in New Zealand? Yes. And were you familiar with the songs that they that they performed? I've heard one or two, but I just didn't realise that the uh, this is... This music was being recorded. It was awesome. It's 
everyone I think has heard of Poye. And what about the musicians? Had you seen ever seen any of the musicians before? Uh, one I work with, so I have a bias. <laughs> he was great. He was great. They were all great. He was great. No, actually they were all great. Superb. Do you think we should have more of this in the festival? Oh, oh absolutely. absolutely. I really do. I'm just, so, yeah, it'd be great. More people should have been here. Yeah, yeah that's what surprises evening. me, that this place wasn't full of people. And uh, I love that interaction with the children. I mean, that's, that's, that's the future, isn't it? Leroy Houston is just 21 and is already making an impact in Australian rugby circles. Houston, who plays for the Queensland Reds, was born in Shannon, but, like so many of our people, is affectionately nicknamed Mozzies, as in Māori Aussies. He spent the past six years playing in a variety of rugby teams, including being picked for the Wallabies some years ago. However, he dropped out of the professional game soon after Wallaby's selection, when the weight of expectation and media attention became too much for him. But now he's back, fitter and stronger than ever. He was in Wellington last week when the Reds took on the Hurricanes, and Radio New Zealand International's Alma Maua caught up with him and asked how he was feeling ahead of the game. Oh, awesome, eh? Just real excited about it. Um... Not many people get to get this chance, so yeah, I'm really excited. It's sort of another level, isn't it? Though, isn't even though you play in Australia where the levels are high, this is just another step up, isn't it? Maybe one day towards the Wallabies. Is that your aim? Yeah, I'll definitely uh, try and get in the Wallabies, but it is a huge step up compared to uh, any other competition. Um, it's uh, only get only got 25 minutes last week, so um, still need a bit of a feel of it and uh, see how the, the skill level is amazing. So I like to play in that. Well, you've got the Hurricanes, of course, which is packed with Māori and Pacific players. How are you going to approach them? Your oh, yeah. <laughs> just like any other game, eh? Just, um, it'll be exciting because um, all, all those players I've looked up to, so um, actually to get tackled by them, I'll be like, I got tackled by Jerry Collins and stuff. <laughs> so it'll be, yeah, it'll be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, so you'll be showing them a few things, though, won't you? I hope so. <laughs> See how it goes. Hopefully they can show me a bit of stuff, too. So you played the Highlanders, of course, last week. As you see, 25 minutes on the bench, but it must have been a thrill for you to, you know, to play a, a Kiwi team. Oh, it was. It was pretty good. Um, even though they lost a few All Blacks and stuff, um, still good to play um, a very physical side and a very demanding side. Yeah. Any problems with coping with the new ELV laws? No, we actually um, played it in the Australian rules last year, so um, we had a season of it. So. We were pretty used to it, and I like them actually. They make the game quicker. Okay, you've been in Australia now for six years, and of course you've had a taste with the New South Wales Waratahs. But what I look at is the number of our Māori and Pacific players who who go across Australia and and further because of the money. And how do they, I mean the multiculturalism of your team? Do they do they look after your needs as a Māori and as Pacific? Yeah, they do. They really do. They um, coach Phil Mooney. He like he's a very um, yeah, <laughs> very helpful person. Um, just he he uh, treats the Islander boys how they want need to be treated, and um, very very comfortable around them. And most of the boys are, and it's just very good culture at um, Reds. So absolutely love it up there. <laughs> and how do you get on with your PI bros? Oh, sweet as they they they're like my boys. So um, even even the. Um, Parkour boys, yeah, well, get along with them too because they're cool as. 
I suppose it makes it easier up in Queensland. It makes it easier because it's a it's a rugby state. I suppose it had one of the biggest attendances. Over forty seven thousand came to watch the Queensland game at one stage. So it makes it easier for 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 the players to to fit into rugby. Yeah, it does. But uh, at the moment, because the team ain't been going well, it's um, a bit of controversy. <laughs> with like not not many people coming to watch, and everyone's drifting away from it. But Hopefully we get a couple of wins under our belt and everyone starts coming back. Well, you've bulked up somewhat, up to 119 kgs from 107 or 17 or something like that. So do you have a special diet as a Māori boy? Because we love our kai. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you restrict yourself? How do you, how do you maintain your, your diet and weight? Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to lose it. Eh? <laughs> a lot of, a lot of chop around me, um, but um, yeah, put it on easy, eh? I don't know what it is about the Pacific Island boys, but we can put it on like that, so quick. But um, yeah, now trying to lose it at the moment, so trying to cut back on what I'm eating. <laughs> yeah. So what are you eating at the moment? Anything. Leroy Houston, nor Nati Rongomai, talking there with Alma Matua, Kelly Alma. And just for the records, the Hurricanes won. Yeah. Kuna tamariki ine otikura o puriro e fakamaramana torato fakatoki. Te kura te tangata. People's treasures. Oh, the meaning of people's treasures is like we are like one family and we all come from separate areas, but we still come as one. So yeah. Oh, kia ora, kapaere te atukenga um no. Next week, we head across the ditch to take a look at a government promise which, surprisingly, was kept. How much of an impact did the word sorry mean to the Indigenous people of Australia? And for all of you in Auckland, it's Pacifica, the annual event celebrating anything and everything Polynesian, including, for the first time ever, Māori at Western Springs. Marae will be there, so roll up and say malo. Ko tēnei te wai te whakamutanga o Aotearoa. To be young, gifted and black Oh, what a lovely precious dream To be young, gifted and black Open your heart to what I need God, you know in this world, there's a million boys and girls who are young, gifted, and black. And that's a fact. And that's a fact. And that's a fact. And that's a fact. You are.
Mahana ki ngā kai korero e tēnei wiki. Kia Kate Mead, he mihi. Ki ngā kai rā wiki wiki mihini, kia ora rā e hoa mā. Ko tāne rau tū te tēnei, he mihi hatu kia tātou katoa. Hei a te rā wiki, e te iwi, mauri ora.